Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Ground control to Major Tom. I was more than just a little bummed uh, last week when I heard that Neil Armstrong, the astronaut, he wasn't an astronaut at the time he passed. He was in his 80s by then, but he, of course, was the man that walked on the moon. The first guy. The first guy. Think of that. He's the first person ever in the history of man to set foot on a planet other than the one we're on right now. If if a, that really happened. Yeah, if it wasn't staged. If it wasn't a hoax. It might have been, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was uh, it's very sad, the passing of... of well, it always is. It, it, yeah, he was a lot of little boys' heroes, and I bet he was, he was your hero. Yeah, well, too. yeah. Even and, though you weren't a little boy back then. No, well, I wasn't a little boy, but I was old enough to get my one of my first jobs and I was working in a grocery store as a you know stock boy and I'd take people's groceries out to the car uh yeah and this is I thought, might have told you this before there was an old man living across the street from the grocery store I've told you before I'm not going to do it again <laughs> no please because it's a funny story well I know I, t- I probably told it on this stupid no, podcast do it before, again but he, I like it his name his name was Martin Malloy he was an Irish guy. We had a lot of Irish guys in my town and a lot of drunk Irish guys, and, and he was one of them. And he'd be standing out on his front porch, was right across the parking lot of the grocery store, and he would yell things at people. Hey, what you doing over there? And he would always be yelling at people, and we'd just tolerate him. And how, was he old? Was he? Yeah, well, he seemed old to me as a kid, but he, he yeah, he was, he was older. He was kind of bent over and gnarled looking, and he okay. was... P.O.'d all the time about something. So he was something. just an old crabby man. He was an old crabby man. Get your damn dog out of my yard! That kind of stuff. You don't okay. even have a yard. No self-respecting dog would even want to squat in your yard. That's not even a yard. It's a pile of rocks and dirt. So I, I remember very well taking a set of groceries out to, to the car of a very nice woman who shopped at the store regularly. And... As we were going to her car, Martin Malloy, standing on his porch because he really had nothing else to do all day long, yelled at the woman. He said, hey, lady. And I said, just ignore it. <laughs> hey, lady. And finally, she would not ignore him. She said, yes, what is it? <laughs> do you like fruit? <laughs> yes, I like fruit. Well, good. Then why don't you take a bite of me ass? Because it's a peach. 
Why I would remember that, I don't know. Do you remember her reaction at all? Oh, she was just just appalled. Hey, get out of there! Get out of there! Uh Uh-huh. My dog's eating some peanuts we have sitting on the table there. Get out of here! This is actually... His timing is really good on this because I want to talk about um, a new internet trend that you may not have heard, uh, heard about called dog shaming. And we'll, we'll get to that in a minute because these are um, some really, I think, funny. A lot of people, some people are like mad that people are publicly shaming their dogs. But that oh, would have I been know. a good you, opportunity. You, you sent me the link to some of those pictures. I think it's funny too. <laughs> I mean, the dogs aren't aware of what of what is written. Get, give some but, examples. But well, we let's get, no, I want to get back to Neil Armstrong because we you okay, started well, to talk right. about that and then you went off into the old well, crabby seemed, man Martin and it, I don't know how you made that. Well, here's the reason I went into it is because I was told, no, you have to work. Uh, I think it was July 20th, 1969, and I I had been so excited, as I know a lot of young people were at the time, and old people too, about this idea that a man is going to walk on the moon. And And when you read the account, which we didn't really know at the time, but when you read the account now of them almost running out of fuel before yeah. they could find a nice uh, place to land Just the thing. seconds to go. Seconds, seconds to, to go. go. I mean, it's riveting to hear mm-hmm. the, the story. It's amazing. And it, no one had ever done it before. You know, they they had touched some some uh, some vehicles, uh, some, you know, space things down, but they weren't manned. I think the first time, in fact, maybe they were manned. I, I don't remember the history. Maybe it was manned, but then they they didn't get out. They just... They, they took, went... Uh, you, do you want? No, let's, let's no, not. No, let's, let's go. leave it for Armstrong and that other guy. Let's <laughs> no, get out of let's here. Go back. I don't remember all of that history, but, but at any rate, so it, it, that's very exciting, and I was very, just really wanted to see this thing because it was history and it was adventure and it was everything that you would want, and it was going to be on TV. We were going to get these pictures. So we would be able not only to hear about this, but watch it, for crying out loud. So was this a big event for for your family and, and all of your brothers, too, I imagine? I your, think... All I, your younger brothers? You I, were... Oh, yeah. No doubt right. about it. But for me personally, it just... It had every element of everything in it. I, 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 I was kind of a science fan. I loved the, the pure adventure of it, the danger of it, the uncertainty of it. Um, in my little hometown of Bend, Oregon... If you've ever been down there, they have a number. That's a very volcanic country, and they have a lot of cinder cones that have that have spewed cinder and lava beds everywhere in central Oregon. And the original Mercury astronauts came and trained there walking mm. on these lava beds because that's what they thought the moon would likely be like, the surface of the moon. And they had to do it in those big unwieldy Cumbers. boots like the, yeah. those Ugg boots. Yeah. That's not easy to walk Turned on. out that the moon, at least the part that made the most sense to land at, was nothing like the lava fields of Ben, but they weren't sure about it at the time. So anyway, then I'm, I, and I had been planning this for weeks, and I and I had purposely maneuvered my schedule around at uh, my workplace in the supermarket so that I would be available to watch this moon landing. And then somebody called in sick. Oh, no. And they, said, and they called me up. Hey, Pat, we're going to need you down here at the market. I go, oh, I really, I, Pat, we need you here, okay? Wait a minute. Okay. So, but don't they 
think that everybody, not one single person's going to go grocery shopping at the time of the moon landing. You would. What think. on earth would they need you down there for? Well, they're not going to shut the whole store for down. What? For what? T- for half an hour, an hour? There probably were uh, businesses that did close down for a period of time, but. Uh, you know, as as exciting as do you think Martin Malloy that lives across the street was getting ready to watch the moon landing? No, he was probably going to come over to the store and buy some more beer. So they they would have some customers, and they had to be ready when they came in. I guess. So, oh, that must have just been horribly. Oh, it just killed me, and I just I just I thought, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to miss the moon landing, and so I thought, well, the next best thing I can do is I'm going to bring a portable radio with me. Some, oh, like good idea. Radio headphones. And so uh, when the, the time drew near, I steeled my way back into the stock room of this supermarket. I climbed up this ladder. Uh, and at the top of this uh, this area above the, the, the walk-in freezer, that's where we would store all these cardboard boxes that you would use to pack groceries in. So I climbed up, clambered up over that and hid myself up there. And I could hear them going, uh, Pat, we need, we need some help up here. Uh, check stand four. I said, I don't care. I'm staying here. i got to hear this. Need help. We needed help out to the car with his beer. So even though I... That's right. So <laughs> even though I couldn't see the moon landing, at least I could hear it. And I got to hear those magnificent words. I'm going to step off the limb now. That's one small step for man. One... And I got to hear that, and I, that, mm. that to me, I said, "Well, that's at least something." Yeah. And um, but it, 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 since then, of course, uh, there's been some dispute about. Well, now wait a minute. What he should have said, what he may have intended to say, was, "That's one giant step for a man, one giant leap for mankind." But it sounded like he said he left the uh out. He left the article out. He says that's one giant step for man, one giant leap for mankind. I don't understand what you're saying. He said, play it again. Just well, can you okay. play it again? Yeah, I can. I can play it All again. Right. And you listen closely. All right. It's one small step. Oh, okay. Wait, wait a minute. You're so right. It's, it's one small step for man. Yeah, but but see if he says a man or not. Oh, it's one small step for man. Yeah, a man, but it- well, he says, he said and insisted afterwards, I did say a man. I think the transmission wasn't very good. Oh, maybe. And so uh, there have been experts since that, that generally say, yeah, he did say a man. Ah, we just it. screwed it up. But I just to set the record straight, here's how it should have sounded. I'm going to step off the limb now. That's one small step for now, I can't imagine now, why that didn't come through loud and clear. Now we don't have to time. sit and wonder about it anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, that was just a great day, and it was a sad uh, passing. But uh, the, the, from what I've read, he was always very humble about his achievement. And he he never said, hey, ain't I great because I walked on the moon. Yeah, look at his, me. His attitude was, it could have been anybody. I mean, I just, I, these guys invented this, all of these scientific Things that made it possible for a person to go to the moon. I didn't. Have, I didn't think that of all of that stuff. I didn't yeah. do that. So yeah, he was always very humble yeah. about it. Almost embarrassed at the attention 
And that's why you really never saw a lot of him mm-hmm. uh, as the years went by. But uh, I thought the comedian Robert Klein one time made made a very good point about Armstrong. And he was he was talking about how, and it's not always politicians, but there are just people out there that are just kind of slimy. They're 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 always looking for a profit for themselves, and they don't care if they do it on the back of other people. Right. And he said Armstrong was not like that. Uh, he was someone that you could admire, and he put it this way. You know who's an establishment figure, you could say a square figure, who I have respect for? Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon. And with good reason, too. No one stops to think about how honest among all these creeps and crooks and crumbums and agnews that there is a guy like this. Do you realize what he could have made personally by being the first man on the moon? He could have set himself up for 26 lifetimes in his family. All he has to do is set his foot on the moon and go, Coca-Cola! <laughs> giant step for mankind, a medium-sized step for you, a small step for him. That's it, millions. Agnew wouldn't even had that proportion of class. He'd put his foot in the moon and go, Sam's Taylor Shop, Baltimore. <laughs> we press, you wait. Talking, of, yeah. talking about Spiro Agnew, of very, course. Very, At the time. Very true. So Product placement is everywhere. Probably wasn't uh, that... Uh, common back then i bet if they had thought about it well you know if they get the space program going again you might they might want to sell sponsorships for it in the way that they do like for car races where you you've got all these decals all over the car (laughs) for different products maybe that's a way we could finance uh, our space program it's a great idea you gotta have advertising on the space capsule and Mm -hmm. on the rocket itself but who knows then maybe it would be more tolerable yeah so anyway that's uh, my my stuff about uh, Neil Armstrong, but uh, it was very, very cool. Yeah. Now, let's get back to this dog humbling thing or whatever. What dog you, shaming. Shaming. There, there's shaming. a new trend, and, and you may have heard about uh, may, may have heard about this. I think uh, the Today Show did a segment on this a couple of weeks ago. Um, remember, you know. Hey, hey, don't watch the Today Show, okay? Why? That's a personal appeal by me. Ooh. I don't don't like that show. Yeah, well, you know, they now have Savannah, who's in for Ann Curry. I don't care. And I'm not sure. Who cares? She's fresh, and she has cute shoes, but I don't know if I really like it that much. They're just too cute. No, I know. And and, and I've talked about this before. My complaint about that show is that they, they have a little bit of news in the first half hour, maybe, and after that, it's how to make a doily. Or how you know how, how to how to cook a a, a cheese omelet and stuff yeah. like that? Don't wait. It's a waste of time. I, I want to know what's really important in the world. And I will just say this: just try the CBS Morning News uh, for a while, just like CBS, a week. Yeah, it is good. I, you'll like it. it, and it's good. It's on for two hours in this market, and they update it for the West Coast, seven to nine. And there's almost no. There's almost no palaver or crap in there. It, 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 not that they don't interview celebrities and things, but they're, it's just it's just better. You'll see what I mean. Yeah, well, and I, I like it. Good Morning America, too. It's, it's, a, it's a great show. Where, what was I saying? We're talking about dog shaming. <laughs> oh, yes. So, um, planking uh, was a big trend on the Internet. If you remember, people would take pictures of themselves planking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other trends of, of of how you would take pictures uh, oh oh the headless the uh like you were headless remember that and there's a name for it um those headless photographs where you would somehow hide your head and somebody else's head would show up 
I'll, I'll look it up I, for you. I don't. I don't All know. right. So the new yeah. trend uh, in terms of photographs that you upload on the internet is now called dog shaming. And this was a site that a guy, it was a Tumblr site that a guy started where. I tell people <clears throat> what a Tumblr site is. It's, it's, it's not a real, it's not a. It's, it's not a, photo. a formal website, right? Yeah, and it's a photo sharing site. Yeah. And the idea is to catch your dog doing something bad and then hand write a sign that tells on them. It's it's public humiliation, public shaming. And these <laughs> I'm I'm kind of addicted to this now. And you did get my did you get the link I sent you on it? So yes. You I looked it? at a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> What is the link, fun. by the way? What is what? I mean, if a people link? wanted to do this now or soon. Oh, oh, uh, dog-shaming.com, or you just Google dog shaming. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the yeah, top, top It would one. come right up for Dog it. shaming. So, what a, so there's a picture of this dog. And, it's, and the great thing is you capture the, the look on their face, too, because the dog doesn't know really what's going on. But this person's holding up a sign next to the dog and a... There's a woman's bra in front of the dog, and it says, I found mom's missing bra. Then I ate it. <laughs> and the look on his face is priceless. Well, do you think that this uh, teaches the dogs a lesson? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is another one, this poor dog. He's, the sign around him, his neck says, I snuck into the neighbor's yard to eat the plums. It gave me diarrhea, and yet I went back for more. <laughs> Very funny. Then there's one, there's a dog who actually has a garbage can lid stuck around his neck. Yeah, that one's self-explanatory. So, so the public shaming, I think, is very, is is uh, fun. Now, some people actually have been emailing this guy saying, that is just terrible. You shouldn't be saying that about your dog. And these these idiots on the Today Show had the same reaction, I'm telling you. They weren't finding it humorous or entertaining. They were like, oh, you know, that's just not that's just not very nice. They were empathizing. Oh, for crying out loud. Like the dog knows what, what the sign is in front of him. That dirty old egg-sucking dog. So I've uh, submitted one of Daisy. I don't know. Did you see the picture? I Daisy is your dog. Yes, Daisy. Um, yeah, I can't remember what that one was. She got a um, toilet. She likes to get the empty toilet tube paper, paper toilet tube things out. And if they have a little bit of toilet paper on, she'll just shred it into a million pieces. I do the same thing. So. <laughs> she, and then she just sits there in the middle of the pie, and it takes forever to pick every little piece of toilet paper up off of the of, of the carpet. So yeah. I hung a sign around her neck, and hopefully she'll get added to uh, dog shaming. So, and yeah. it, obviously, Elliot and Sadie have got plenty of things that they. And oh, I actually have a new one today because Daisy, the first thing she did when she came to your house, yeah. <clears throat> Well, she's done a couple of things within the first five minutes. She ran outside and rolled in something dead, and she smells horrible. That was my uncle Frank. How come you got? So, how come you got so much rat out there? We got to bury him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, you no, assume the risk when you bring terrible. her over here. Yeah, I know. There's always something dead here. Well, you a, said to me one kind of time. A farm, you know. I know. You said to me one time we were sitting about. You go. I know. I gotta go out and pick up all those dead things. <laughs> Is it like a weekly chore yeah, for you? There's, it's always so. We've got a couple cats. And, so there's a and lot. there's other kinds of killing creatures who come creeping around at night, raccoons, <laughs> possums. 
So Ugh. the carnage. And they just fall over dead in the middle of your yard. I guess. Or do I the mean, cats get those you, too? You've seen, I, mean, I think you've heard recently that they did a study of what cats do. And it turns out that that what you observe a cat doing is maybe 25% of what they do. So in other words, if you find four dead birds in your yard, your cat has probably mur- murdered 16. Oh total. my God. And, and that's why a lot of people are upset that cats get to wander around and they're worried about bird populations and stuff like that so uh yeah i mean we don't know what our animals are up to and what they're motivated by hey um well it's nature and again one more reason i hate nature i'm moonwalking back a little bit because i wanted to read this because i thought this was kind of fascinating i wish i had i hope i can read this i don't think i can read this i'm gonna have to find a pair of reading glasses here i'll read it for you no i got them they're over here the idea of this is is I, I don't know where somebody acquired this, but it's pretty cool. And they must do this all the time. That presidents have speechwriters, and this was a speech that was supposedly written for President Nixon by William Sapphire, who was a later became a New York Times columnist and a real wordsmith. And this was a speech he wrote in case the worst happened during the moon landing, or they didn't oh. land on the moon, or they they didn't survive, or they perished. Yeah, I was curious about that. Uh, so they had Why this... would they, they... They just took the chance to air it live. Yeah. They just said, well, we're going to do it. How could you not watch if that they, if you were available to watch even it? Even if they blow up. So Nixon um, had to be prepared for whatever situation happened, and in case they didn't return... William Sapphire wrote this speech. I'll read a part of it. And it says, it's under the heading, In Event of Moon Disaster. Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. Mm. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know there is no hope for their recovery. But they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. These two men are laying down their lives in mankind's most noble goal, the search for truth and understanding. They will be mourned by the families and friends. They will be mourned by their nation. They will be mourned by the people of the world. They will be mourned by a mother earth that dared send two of her sons into the unknown. There's a little bit more to it. But that was what they were afraid of. Not that they would crash necessarily, but that they, they wouldn't be able to take off again. And uh, and so they would be, this speech might have assumed that they were still alive, but they're up on the moon and they ain't coming back. So they won't they won't remain alive. Kind of That's a, awful. Kind of an awful thought, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, but, but fascinating that they prepare for things like that. There's things sure. going, going on all the time that we don't even know sure. about because we wonder... How did a president respond so immediately mm-hmm. to something? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. They've got all sorts. It's just like uh, you remember working in 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 news radio. Uh, the major really news outlets always had obituaries uh, completed for every famous person, ready to go, ready right? to go. And if you didn't, you you were yeah. stupid. As soon as that guy shuffled off the mortal coil, bang! There it was, and you were able to to rip and read that right on the air. So yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, that uh, news coverage and things like that, have you been uh, paying any attention to this Republican National Convention? Oh, I love it. Do you? No, I. Uh, well, the, to well, me, let me to, t- 
Well, (laughs) this I'm sure has been observed by many people more articulate than me in saying so, but there seemed something so fitting to me uh, that that as many as many of that general political persuasion would be prepared to say that that climate uh, change is a is a ridiculous hoax and there's no such thing that a a major hurricane was bearing down on the spot where they were holding their convention <laughs> I mean, yeah. if it wasn't for real people getting hurt or killed, it, you'd have to love it uh, right. as, as something yeah. absolutely Very hilariously true. appropriate. Uh, th- this is, you know, I, I have it. I had it on. I wasn't really sitting there focused on it. I was multitasking. And I got up at one point because Condoleezza Rice uh, had uh, come in. She was right at the very beginning, I think, uh, of the... Uh, what was that? The third night, second night, second night. Uh, yeah, and first night was blown out altogether. Right, so. and uh, so I, I, I had gotten up to do something, probably pour another glass of wine, and I, I stood there and I watched her because she's a very compelling speaker and she was very passionate and she's she's just in, she, and I'm watching the television and I cannot focus on a ding-dang thing she's saying, even though I know it's it's probably intelligent and well thought out and uh, passionate. And you want to know why? Because um, there she, was a guy that had something stuck in her. She had lipstick all over her two front teeth. It drove me nuts. I couldn't focus on a thing, one single thing she said. That happened four years ago to Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> and I was actually a little shocked as she's and and they've got a close-up on her and it's all it's all face lipstick and teeth that's it the the camera guy didn't even if the camera guy had been thinking he would have pulled back just a bit camera guys aren't supposed to think the director didn't see it well and that's the other thing did she not have a an an earbud or anybody communicating with her no I don't no, think they so. Don't? Well, why would they? Because they're on national live television. She's, you, she's you trying think? to deliver a speech that she's got on teleprompter. But she doesn't need somebody in her ear going, "Oh, sir, you got some lipstick on your teeth right now." Because <laughs> I guess you're right. What would she? What could she do? Yeah. Even if she knew, she couldn't just talk and do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was it was it was annoying, and I'm I'm saddened because I'm going to have to go back and listen to her speech now without looking at her because I have no idea what she said. Well, no I, idea whatsoever. The basic thrust the of what she mal- has to say. The major wardrobe malfunction is what she has. Is that I can never quite figure out what she's saying in the way that she says it because she's saying that we ne- we can't lead from behind, referring to the president. We we need to we need to stand up to Syria and Iran and these countries. And then they asked her. Or are you saying we should put troops on the ground? Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I know. I said, so what What more can you do other than than, than talk to people and, and, and try diplomacy? If you're not willing to put troops out there and the American public wouldn't be down with that, uh, it's just a bunch of blather. It's a bunch of wanna, talk. I don't want to get into politics here because we're not KVI. So let's not go into. We aren't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to start. KVI are the, Roman Roman numerals, aren't they? Of the, some kind. The only but, reason I brought it up is because I don't even know what she said because she. I right. couldn't get past the lipstick on her teeth. Yeah. Okay. I, <clears throat> I now get, I will say this this one other um, comment and and this is um, I don't think this this particular family member of mine even listens to a. Po- In fact, I don't think she knows what a podcast is. Good. But she she called me the day after Condoleezza. 
And she said, did you hear Condoleezza's speech? And I said, you know, I, I kind of didn't because I was distracted. And she said, oh, for crying out loud, you're kidding me. It was fabulous. She's so smart and she just knows everything. And I said, well, I guess I guess you're right. And then she said, uh, I, I, I hope you watched the speech of Sarah. Um, oh, gosh, it just left my head. Sarah. Sarah Palin? I, I, I don't know. Well, she didn't. She wasn't invited. No, no, to speak. Sarah. Somebody who whoever spoke. Sarah, <clears throat> Cynthia, Sylvia Stout. Maybe the one that wouldn't take the garbage out. That Who's one. Who's the one that was used to be a Democrat and went ding, ding, ding? Guess what? I'm a Republican. Who's that person? Well, I don't know. There's all many, right. Anyway, many so like my I almost said her name. <laughs> she says, "I hope you watched the speech of of that particular woman." And I said, "Why?" And she said, "Because she she talks about how." She was a Democrat, and and now all of a sudden she's a Republican. So what do you tell? Do you hear? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. She's hoping that for some reason I'm going to knock some sense into my head. Yeah. And I said, Yeah, gee, I missed that one. I I missed that shoot, one. Shoot, shoot! I yeah. don't know who you're talking about. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I I'll have to. I, I haven't been it. watching <laughs> it that closely. I saw Paul Ryan. Of course, this is old old news by the time you hear this podcast. Right. And then, well, it just happened at the time we are recording this, we have not yet heard uh, from Romney. Right. Um, I'm. I he, maybe it'll be fantastic. Maybe maybe it was the most riveting, incredibly brilliant, stem winding, uh, heart pounding presentation of all time. But I'm not. Ex- I wouldn't be expecting that. Uh, it, it just there's something. There's just something uninspiring to me about about the Republican ticket, uh, but I think they do present perhaps present a distinct difference, and I think they've got plenty to run on. And they're this all time. very pretty. Yeah, well, they're, have, they're a pretty group of people. Yeah, you have to be. They're good looking. You have to be. I think. Well, uh, oh wait a minute. There's Newt Gingrich. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's Let me true. amend that. Mm. That's true. Well, anyway, let's. Um, yeah, so let's, I don't want to die. I just wanted. To let's share talk that about with you, something that uh, that I want to plug, but it's I'm not plugging it in a cynical sort of way. But this coming weekend, as you hear this podcast, Saturday at 11 a.m. at McCaw Hall on September 8th. September 8th, 2012. In case you're w- listening to this in 2013. That's right. It doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, J.P. Patches, uh, immortal icon of the Northwest, uh, is going to be uh, m- remembered. Remembered. I, yeah. I, I don't want to honored. I don't actually. want to call it a funeral. It's not that. It's not. It, it's it's a celebration. Is actually what we're calling it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that's basically what the tone of the whole thing is is going to be. And uh, I will be the host of it. And and it's. I'm telling you, this is keeping me awake at night. You, you it's told got me lot, that. It's got a lot uh, of moving parts in it. Earlier this week, and I, again, I, can't think of anybody more suited to... Oh, I can. I know you said that before, too, he, he himself, but that's... What, what would you do if someone said, we'd like you to be uh, the MC for this memorial service? And what, can you go, no, no, I'm not interested. No, thank you. Sure I mean, you can. I guess you could go... I, I just don't think I'm up to it. I, or I'm, I'm not I'm comfortable. Not, I'm not the person to do it. You could, I guess, you could say that. Now, why are you even bringing that up? This isn't something that crossed your mind, right? You were, you want to do this, yes? Yeah, I, w- I would. I, I just want to do it really well. You will. And, well, I, I, I think I, I 
You will. I'm and you better also mentioned that there are, there are several people. It's not just you standing up there for an hour. You've, yeah, it is me. Just up there for an hour. I'm going to do some puppetry. Um, I've uh, really, I'm, I'm not a good juggler yet, but now I can I can keep two balls going. And uh, Shadow puppets. Yeah, shadow puppets are natural. I got one that looks just like Nixon. You wouldn't believe it. It's my my be thumb awesome. is his nose. Yeah. So, so, yeah, people do not want to miss this at uh, McCaw Hall, Saturday, yeah, September there, 8th. There will be speakers. There will be music. And it's 11 a.m. and it's free. That's an important thing to, yes. to remind people. It is free. Uh, McCaw Hall is a large place, but it still might be a good idea to make plans to get there. Tannish. I would say at least. Oh yeah, it's going to be packed. McCall Hall is. Uh, I think they can shoehorn three thousand people in there, uh, and of course, uh, that will be the, the big setup. So, so we're working. We're going to see a lot of uh, old video from the shows. Um, that's a, that's awesome. And here's um, a piece of music. I, I was putting some music together because I'm going to have some music playing when people enter, and I found maybe you'll remember this, Lisa. I have a uh, a, a wonderful two-disc uh, set from The Wizard of Oz, and it also includes a lot of outtakes, things that didn't didn't happen, weren't in the movie, mm-hmm. or they were phantom takes or mistakes. And so there's is this there, a CD, a CD, or, yeah, or I mean an audio? Yeah, it's audio. audio. Okay. And there is there is a, a, a there is a cut in there of Judy Garland attempting to sing Over the Rainbow. But she is very tearful, very choked up, very teary. For and, some reason. And, yeah. And so... Do we I, know what the story is leading up to that? We don't. Okay. I don't know that we do. She's just emotional She might, that might have been exhausted. And then, of oh, course, you know what right. her life was like. Right. So I combined those. I, I decided, let, let me play this, because that might be how some people are feeling hmm. about the JP thing. And then, so, so I have it. I play that outtake, and then it it slides right into the actual uh, song that you're familiar with. And so it sort of sounds like this. And rub my eyes, and in that land beyond the skies, you'll find me. <laughs> Somewhere over the rainbow. Birds fly, birds fly over the rainbow. Why? <laughs> Somewhere over the So that's kind of nice. Yeah. And uh, there'll be so there'll be moments I hope of uh, frivolity, but then some 
inevitably there'll be some uh, some tender moments as well. And that if you hit both of those things, you've pretty much encompassed uh, the man and what he was all about. Nice. Was that you? Sorry. Oh no, actually, <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. Your me. dog shaking. Yes, yeah, shaking her dead thing smell all over the room. Okay, well, look, uh, this uh, is probably probably better bring this thing uh, to a close, I suppose. Does it seem like we went on long enough here? Uh, yeah, we should remind people, too, how they can comment on the podcast. You I would can, like that. I would like that. You can email us at uh, comments at peculiarpodcast.com. You can also call us, and there's two ways to do that. If you go to our website, peculiarpodcast. One, one way would be a phone. Right. But you can also call us on Google by uh, going to our website, and there's a little icon on the side that says, call us. And you just you click on that, and people can, you can call over your computer. Yeah. Or you just pick up the phone and dial 425-522-BURP. B-U-R-P. That's pretty simple. That's how it works. And and just so you know that we really do get calls and we do listen to them, uh, here's here's an example. Can you play that, Lee? Yeah. All right. I'm calling to complain about the quality of your latest podcast where you were in Lisa's yard. <laughs> I don't know if it was the uh, acoustics of the yard or something else, <laughs> uh -huh. but everything was very tinny. And every time Lisa talked, it hurt my ears. I don't think I need medical help because of that, but it was very annoying, and I could hear lots of stuff in the background. Okay, I'm going now because I'm driving. I'm going to get in a wreck and crash and die, <laughs> and you don't want that on your shoulders either. Okay, bye. Well, did he hear how tinny he sounded? Yeah. Gee, that's yeah. kind of the... Pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, it, but it is a different sound. We are aware of that when we do uh, it uh, on a laptop outdoors. We do use a variety of, of microphones too. Boy, we, that was a that was an annoying day. That though. was so annoying. Oh, dogs I barking even, throughout. I'm sorry about yeah. that. No, what are you sorry for? It was my house. I know, but you don't. You were in charge of all your neighbors' dogs. It seemed like a good idea at the time. I know. If you've ever shot a commercial <laughs> or you've been on a video shoot and you've scouted a place and you look at it. You don't usually listen to it. You look at a place, oh, this will be the perfect place for the wedding, Dolores. <laughs> just look how beautiful it is here. You can see the mountains <laughs> off there. And, just, and then the wedding happens, and like the entire squadron of the U.S. Air Force comes flying over. And, and, and they always do. Yeah. And you didn't bother to uh, I also want to thank people who are continuing to uh, engage in the so-called reign of terror. Yes. And uh, a couple of more recent ones include, well, we heard uh, a couple of weeks ago from someone named Aaron Nelson, and, and we were speculating. You thought Aaron was a, a girl's name because it was A-R-E-N. Mm -hmm. or a, No, you thought it was a man's name. I don't really know what I thought. I think that's what you said. And I guessed I that, that it was a woman's then. name. I win that round. Uh <laughs> I didn't realize we were Nelson. having a competition. Oh, yeah. Well, it became oh, a competition oh, okay. when I won. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have forgotten the whole thing. I see how it works. And then we got one from Mary Wisby, who spotted and took a photograph. This is the key thing. you got to take a photograph, 
uh, get some photographic evidence that the reign of terror has been conducted. Mm-hmm. And so, indeed, she did send a picture of a pineapple upside-down cake, a mixed box, Betty Crocker, I believe, in this case. Yes. And it was from the Lucky Supermarket at 3100 East 9th Street in Oakland, California. <laughs> yeah, that's great, because we have a reign of terror uh, map, in, interactive map that we're pinning all the locations. And we actually put a star on the location where it all started which is with you perfect and and i'm just waiting for our first international location oh yeah i don't know if it if if that product is available under that name internationally in europe and it would still count no matter what language it's in yeah whatever language but wouldn't it be great we would actually Mm -hmm. start going international right absolutely that's great that's what i'm looking forward to that's what i'm talking about right there Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 